Do not go gentle into that good night. Old age should burn and rave at close of day. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. Though wise men at their end, no dark is right, because their words had fought no lightning they. Do not go gentle into that good night. Rage, rage against the dying of the light. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. This is episode 152, and today we are talking about Interstellar. I am Sean Allred, your captain, and joining me tonight is Andrew. Humor setting is 100% Jemison. Well, hi there, little buddy. Holy crap, that was loud. Hold on. <laughs> what about the flat tire? Oh, crap. Murph got into a fist fight Stop. with several of the classmates. <laughs> this is fantastic. This is great. Just let it roll. No, I don't want to play all of them. Damn it. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> Take two. Okay, so basically what happened was is... My normal computer that does my uh, audio is down, and I'm having to use a different one, and I don't have any of those little things where I tell it to, like, not to play to the next one, like, set, so, um, <laughs> damn it. This is going to be good. You stop, stop. Shit. Anyway, um, so, yes, we'll start that. Um, Andrew, humor setting is 100% Jimison. Hi. Hey, buddy. Uh, corny honesty level is about fifty percent. Logan, <laughs> mm, that's funny. Uh, yes, it is. And Sam, trust level trust level is way less than yours. Vector. Hi, I'm Michael Kide. <laughs> uh-huh. Thank you, Michael we're, um, we're 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 in a Christopher Nolan movie, so we got to have a Michael Kide. Michael Kine. It's funny because Michael Kine was actually in a movie called Raising Kane. So I bet you that, that that was, I don't know. I think it's funny. Maybe not. Way too, way too meta. Is it way too, uh, it's probably just too bad of a dad joke, actually. All right. So thank you for uh, that. Uh, that. Um, Interstellar, 2000 and something's Interstellar. I don't know for some reason. I don't have the IMDb page pulled up. Um, 2014, Sam? 14. 2014's uh, Interstellar. Yep. Great. So let's pull up a comfy chair, a captain's chair, and dive into this uh, this movie of Interstellar. Of Interstellar um, somethings. Um, Travel. Yeah, Interstellar. I can't spell either. Stellar. Stellar. There we go. Um, so... Uh yeah, what do I what am I supposed to say? I feel lost right now. I don't know why. I'm really yeah. all just con- confused because my my thing my computer's not working. So uh we uh we um if you've been listening to the show at all, 
bless you and thank uh, you. And, and you have it. Yeah. And uh, you'll, you'll know that there's been some kind of weird little feud between me and Sam about this particular movie. Um, and we're really, I'm really excited to talk about it. And uh, yeah. if, you're, if you're expecting an episode where it's going to be an hour and a half of he and I arguing about this movie, you, you might not get what you want. So we'll, uh, we'll, uh, but you may get what you need. It always but, ends up that way, though, Opie. You know, we always, we always build up these great giant arguments, and then we're like, oh, well, I agree with you. Oh, no, this, you're entirely right. Yeah. And this is actually one where, like, Corny's yeah. going to come in and be like, you're both wrong, blah, blah, blah. Right. So anyway, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll see. So, um, uh, you want it, you want an argument? Um, Jurassic Park is, uh, garbage. Okay. I will kill you. <laughs> and go. There you go. Um, that would be a fun argument. Even though it's actually rated as the number one movie on our list. So, yeah, that's fine. I need to update that. Good Lord. I just haven't had time. Nah, it's, oh. it's okay. We all have jobs. Well, I mean, you know, if you get to a wormhole, you might gain about 23 years. Yeah, there you go. In a couple hours. So, uh, yeah. So, Interstellar. Um, Andrew, please tell us what is the Interstellar? A team of explorers travel through a wormhole in space in an attempt to ensure humanity's survival. Okay. First of all, Andrew, can you like back off your microphone like an inch? Because like, <laughs> you know what? You sound I'm, like... I am literally sitting across the room from my geez, microphone. You, you sound, sound like you have it in your mouth. It actually... Yeah. You know what you sound like? You sound like uh, like the captain of an airline. You know, like when he's like, ladies and gentlemen, we're <laughs> going to be right Or you sound like the, the uh, docking procedure during Interstellar when the organ <laughs> is uh, full tilt and oh, they're blowing yeah. speakers in the theater. No kidding. Oh, man. So anyway, it's fine. It's fine. We, we still love you. <laughs> Did you like? Yeah. Actually, yes. Okay. Wow. Some, some jack wagon messed with the gain on my microphone. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh. So, and that being one of my children. I was going to say, it's got to be one of your jack kids, wagon? right? <laughs> <laughs> at least you didn't say something else um cool so have was... we had we all seen this movie before this viewing uh yeah actually yep andrew yes okay good okay um cool well then we'll uh, we'll just get right into the meat of the show uh andrew you're um did Ooh, you, wait, right in the right in the center of that meat uh yeah right in the black holeness of it I was actually okay. getting ready to ask Andrew if you did the intro. What'd you call me? I don't know. Um, <laughs> I was actually getting ready to ask if you did the read because I was so focused on the fact that it was so loud. I didn't even listen to the words you said. So, stupid <laughs> um, <laughs> book. Oh, I can't even play that. Damn it! Oh. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'll be your uh, soundboard tonight. <laughs> 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 it would actually be great, Corny, if you actually were here with me. I can just like poke you whenever I need a, a clip. Um, I swear, I swear to God, if you heard my dog, I'll be really mad. <laughs> there it is. Uh, somebody just filled in that spot on the bingo card. Um, anyway, so uh, Andrew, uh, if, if you will, sir, your kind of initial thoughts on the movie Interstellar. I thought that this movie was an emotional, beautiful journey into the unknown and i i absolutely loved it i thought it was wonderful um are you even, being facetious i can't tell are you, are, are even, you i keep even, yeah, being serious I'm, I'm waiting for the drop yeah i know <laughs> even <laughs> you're not the dubstep drop <laughs> even the the paradox that they're in and some of the 
arguments that I know are going to come up in a little while. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with it because I, I, I just like the movie that much. I think it's great. The, I think the music is fan freaking tastic. Oh, absolutely. Um, the, the movie itself. I mean, it just, is it a little out there? I maybe, I don't know. We've never been in a black hole before, but, uh, <laughs> that we know of. <laughs> well, that we know of, yeah. Um, I think the premise was great. I think the acting was good. Um, even Matt Damon. And Matt Damon. <laughs> um, you know, I, there were, I guess, some unanswered questions as far as how did this happen or how does this work exactly, but I'm okay with that. I liked it. <laughs> I thought it was done well. Oh, uh, not appropriate. Um, thank you, corny. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, speaking of corny and your uh, inappropriate jokes, inappropriate text. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's not inappropriate. Hundred percent factual. <laughs> Don't want to hear about it though. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many ways this could be factual. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to go there. Let's just stop and uh, move on to yeah. Interstellar. All right, so uh, uh, I'm going to actually blame uh, not having as much fun on you, Sean. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll go with that. Because uh, the first time I watched this movie, I think um, I watched it shortly after it came out. Uh, maybe thanks to the goodness that is Netflix. So I guess we waited about a a year, maybe not even that much for it became became a thing on Netflix. Um, or wait, wait, was that right? Or yeah. or or Red I Hawk. think it was on Netflix uh, last or two years ago. Was it on Netflix? I know it's on, but on Amazon for a while. I don't know. Yeah, I yeah. think I watched it on Netflix for the first time. Okay, yeah, it was because I didn't have uh, Amazon Prime until you know, I guess last year or whatever the case may be. But um, yeah, and so I seem to recall Sean not liking this movie. Very much so, and so I went into went into it uh, with a a sour Skeptic. disposition. Um, <laughs> but no, and it actually actually is a good movie. Uh, and so, sorry, it's better than I expected it to be. But I had other opinions going in. Uh, I will say that uh, I'm not a fan of Christopher Nolan movies, but I don't know if that's because it's just Batman related, and so I have this natural hate uh, or natural dislike of it. Um, uh, I hate Christian Bale not because of Batman, but because of his uh, character per- character portrayal in the uh, uh, remake of Shaft with Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> he's he's a pretty horrible <laughs> character to he's, hate. He, he's, he's a yeah, but anyway. But the, uh, anyway, the point is is that that's like uh, hating was, the kid who played Joffrey in Game of Thrones. That's fair. Who was also in Batman? Yes, he oh. was. Oh yeah. He's so he turned to a life of crime. He's a little kid. He saw Batman and was like, hmm. I could do this dark thing and kill people and whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I got this cool little spy toy I can use. You know, it just occurred to me that uh, I should have been calling you Joffrey for you know the last couple of years, Sean. <laughs> yeah, that's not nice at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, not not because of of mannerisms, just you know, names uh, and whatnot. No, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm oh, your real name? I should have just been just saying Joffrey instead of Jeffrey. No. Oh, interesting. Just occurred to me. Uh, anyway. Okay, anyway. anyway. <laughs> the point is, is uh, I, I, I like the movie. It was very trippy. Uh, I did not know. Um, 
Okay, so here's the thing. It's 2017. When did this movie come out? And 14. we need the month. We need the month. Well, uh, it was it, Thanksgiving, I think. I saw it in November high point. 7th, uh, 2014. Okay, so it's not been three years yet, so we actually have to do the spoiler alert. No, oh, okay. oh, yeah. No, good okay, point. Okay, fair. We will be spoiling this movie. Well, yeah. Sean will be especially. So if you have any ill will, send it towards Sean. That's fine. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but the ending was a complete surprise. It was almost uh, uh, Shemala, uh, Shemalama Ding Dong. Uh So I, I did appreciate that. That actually, uh, I, I will say that I was getting pretty bored with the movie, and then that happened. I was like, oh, well, here we go. This makes this is kind of cool. So, uh, yeah, so uh, I actually can't wait to talk about this. All right, cool. Sam, you're up. Yeah. Black All Black. right. Well, I. <laughs> I uh, I guess I'm the one that's been pushing this movie, and, and I've I've been trying to get us to watch it uh, mainly to to get Sean uh, riled up about it, and I'm not sure if that's going to happen or not. So I might be a little disappointed, but um, uh, I really really like this movie. I saw it in the in an IMAX theater, um, with the sound the way it should, and apparently when uh, Nolan was negotiating sound whatever showing it in theaters he wanted the sound to basically almost blow the speakers so you're deafened at certain points with this organ music that is just incredible uh-huh. i think i think nolan um channeled his inner kubrick uh as much as he could especially in that the third act of this movie you know the uh if you've ever seen uh, 2001 space odyssey and you've got your uh, space child or i don't even know what to call it yeah they call it the star the child end. You know, you know, it gets pretty trippy towards the end, and you know, we might talk about that here in uh, here in a few. But um, it isn't a perfect movie. I got to tell you that um, the the first act of this movie is pretty darn bad. Um, I did not buy the fact that um, uh, McConaughey was a poor farmer that was barely surviving. Um, they were way too clean. And everything was way too green and and happy. Um, for a government that was failing, they still had public schools. So I guess DeVos hasn't uh, been invented yet. <laughs> nice. But, Shots but fired. she might be the reason why they uh, shut down. Uh, they're saying that the space program isn't real. <laughs> so, um, but it's, it's a beautifully made film. I enjoy Nolan. I've always enjoyed his movies. I like his his ideas that he brings to the screen uh whether if it's inception or um the prestige there's there's some pretty cool stuff he's doing he had a little bit of a hard time in this one explaining the science um especially when you get to uh sean's favorite bookshelf scenes um i think you got a little fuzzy there where it could have been a little clearer on what was going on in terms of the gravity, time travel, space travel, uh-huh. um, fifth dimensions, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but uh, I, I enjoyed it from beginning to end. There was a point when I was in that IMAX theater where I just wanted to stand up and clap, not because of the movie, but the damn score oh. is just, oh, my God. That docking scene when the score is just going insane and then, oh, just amazing. I love it. I love it, and I love movies that give me that type of experience where I'm, you know, I'm thinking about it right now. I'm still getting goosebumps on my arms, 
um, about that experience. That's, just, be that's just a mess. Yeah, I was going to say. Michael Kine is my dealer. Okay. That's a pretty good dealer to have. Yeah. 1 800 Michael Kane. Michael Kane. I know what the episode is going to be called. <laughs> but that's pretty much, you know, we'll talk about some more details in it, I'm sure, um, once we start getting through Sean's notes. Um, but I had a really good time again for probably the probably about the fourth time I've seen this movie. Um, I love to put it on Shut the background. Your mouth. Pandora loves this soundtrack, so you mm. get it a lot um, listening to it. Yeah, but they How about never, you, Sean? Let's, they hear, never play, let's hear your words of wisdom. But they never play the good parts. That's what pisses me off no, about Pandora. Yeah. It's always like this soft lullaby of a moment. And I'm like, what is happening? And I crank up my speakers, and then it disappears, and then Pirates of the Caribbean comes on at like 90 <laughs> dB, and I'm like, you know, parts my hair. So Shit your pants? I mean, kind of, yeah. Uh, especially when it's actually like the second or third one where there's a lot of organ. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, and so it's like, oh, crap. Anyway, but yeah. Hey, um, sorry. You know what's better than uh, oh, roses, roses on the piano? What? What's that? Two lips on the organ. Oh. <laughs> sorry, I had to throw that in there. Okay, continue. Uh, you didn't have to, oh, but... <laughs> no, 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 he no, had I, to. I had yeah. to. Yeah. All right, so Interstellar. So I've now seen this movie twice. Uh, okay. and, and only twice. Um, the first time I watched it, it was at the behest of Sam. He said, you got to go watch it. If you can make it in, in the IMAX, you have to do it. And I was unable to to get oh. that experience. Um, and they filmed the movie in actual IMAX film. Christopher Nolan's a real big uh, fan of actual film. So they used IMAX film um, to get uh, the kind of the largeness kind of feel um, of everything, um, which I think is super cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Some some directors are still do that. J.J. Abrams did that with the Star Wars and the Star Trek movies. He wants to shoot and film film, um, um, like as opposed to uh, 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 Cameron. What's his name? Um, James. Yeah, James Cameron. I about, yes. said, I about said Kirk Cameron. James Cameron, who shot like Avatar completely on digital, whatever, which is fine. It was still Kirk, a be- it was, it was Kirk still- Cameron shoots his on his iPhone. Yeah. While <laughs> <laughs> um, praying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh. Shots fired. Sorry. Um, so the first time I watched it, I'm gonna be honest, I was bored, and <laughs> I, I, I just, I, it didn't hold my interest enough, and it wasn't like it was like, oh, well, Sean, we're do- like, no, no, no. I was like, my kids were away, like I had the house to myself, I had it on my nice TV, and the sound turned up, and I was, frankly, I was bored, and, and then we oh, get wow. to. So we this movie. So we got to do this real quick. So, uh, Sam, you've already mentioned the first act. So I think this movie has four yes. acts. Okay. So you've okay, got you you've got All right. you've got Earth, you know, past uh, act right. So he's in the past yep. before he leaves, and then we have spacefaring act, where we're yep. we're we're investigating Waterworld, and then we get to Ice World, and then I think the third act starts when there's the little treachery with spoiler alert with the Matt Damon. And then and again, you're, we oh. spent way too much money trying to save that guy. Well, again, well, they weren't trying to save him. Remember, they were trying to—they were going there to live. So yeah, they thought he it was a viable yeah, planet. So, was, yeah, oh, so I mean, well, yeah, yeah. The yeah, meme is still right. funny that we spent you know billions of dollars oh, yeah. trying to save this asshole <laughs> between Saving Private Ryan, this and The Martian. Um, yeah. But what? Oh, so but anyway, um, so that's the third act. I because it was a long time. It was a lot of a lot of minutes spent on him. 
And then the fourth act is the Tesseract and beyond. Okay. Um, so see, I looped, I looped all the space stuff before the Tesseract. Um, yeah, but because there's such a different feel, right? Like they get into yeah. space, and so like everything is fine until Matt Damon pushes him off, and I think at that point everything changes because, like, because then we're back and forth between space and Earth with Jessica Chastain mm-hmm. trying to you know burn crops and whatever. So like, the the energy and everything changes, right? The whole feel of the movie goes from spacefaring whatever to uh, the last. 15 minutes of inception where we have to do everything in this thing and the van is slowly falling down into the water and like like all of these things are happening and it builds mm-hmm. tension on itself so that's why i put that as third so my point is the first time i watched this the first two acts didn't care the third act i was like oh matt damon's a bad guy interesting a little space madness happening okay <laughs> and then we get to the tesseract and i'm like what the hell am i watching and, that's and when Loki I, showed up, and I was like, damn, Loki's here. The Tesseract is what I'm referring to is obviously the behind-the-bookshelf, you know. Yeah, the right. fifth-dimensional beings created, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. the gravity beings created a three-dimensional space in their fifth dimension. Fine. And and at that point, I was like, like like what I did with Game of Thrones, I, I figuratively threw the Checked book out. down, and I was like, this is dumb. And and then we get to the end, and I'm like, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I really need that clip actually. And then I get to the very end, and then I get mad at the ending of the movie, um, like like vis- physically, viscerally mad at the movie, and I'm like hur- hurling curses at, at uh, Christopher Nolan. And then I think I went and watched Batman Begins to make myself happy. So, <laughs> so with that being said, that was kind of my review yes. of the first time I watched it. So now since then. I was like, you know what? We've been kind of hyping this this argument between Sam and I for a little while, and so I'm gonna go into this with a, with as an open mind as I can, right? So I I put on my nice headphones and I watched this on my my my, my nice laptop. Uh, got comfy in my bed and spent three flipping hours. Okay, it's a long ass movie. <laughs> let's just let's be honest, Sam. It's a long ass movie. It's actually 23. But uh, you know, there's only 18 hours of static. Uh, <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice contact, nice contact reference. Awesome, uh, very nice. Um, so, uh, so I, I was in. So I, okay, so I'm back. I'm in. So, so now we're getting into. I'm actually going to kind of get out of my intro here into like the meat of the show, right? Uh, I guess I haven't given you my overall impression, but I'm not going to. I'm going to make you wait for it. You're going to make you earn it. Um, the first scene. I'm with you. Uh, whoever said it the first the earth bit is kind of dumb yes um, okay I, I yeah the 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 earth is dying but it doesn't look like it i i'm kind of confused as to why we need to show that the government sucks um i'm can kind of confused. <laughs> pretty much common knowledge now well yeah yeah but like yeah. why do we need to show and that actor that african-american actor i've seen him in things and i can't remember what from but he was in a bunch of stuff that I, i've seen and i liked and I can't think of who he is. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, school principal. David Oyelo. Oh, David Oyelo. He was in Jack Reacher. He was in Selma. Oh, yeah, Dr. Yeah, yeah. Martin Luther King Jr. Same year. Uh, Lee Daniels, the butler. Uh, so he's done some actually really, really good stuff. Oh, he's oh he's in Star Wars Rebels as Agent Callus. That's really cool. Um, <laughs> sorry. So anyway, 
I, I, nerd! Yeah, of this podcast, <laughs> I'm the nerd. <laughs> All I gotta Sorry, do I is like say, hey, <laughs> hey, Corny, what was the name of issue number twenty one of Spider, the Amazing Spider Man? Oh, uh, you mean the one where he? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as I push up my glasses, you're pushing up your glasses. I know you are. You know you don't wear glasses. Um, at least you don't always wear glasses. But anyway, my point is this. Well, not my point, but my I continue. I digress, as we do. So the Earth bit was kind of dumb, right? I mean, John Lithgow is like, you need to repopulate the species. He's got two kids, weird granddad. Go away. So mm-hmm. that was strange. Not to mention, why do you populate an Earth that's dying? And then I was... With confi- no hope and at, then at that point. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're right. Like, Because everyone kind of knows... And Matthew McConaughey is even saying, he's like, we're always talking about next year, next year. So we're going to run out of years, right? And then are they yep. drinking beer or are they drinking corn beer? Like, are they just drinking whiskey out of a black, brown bottle? Because there's... You know, I didn't even think of that because <laughs> they would have to use liquor. corn. Yeah, that's all they got. You know, you Right? So I guess they're yeah. doing... I don't know, fermented corn. I mean, I guess... I don't know. I guess... Whatever. White Lightning. Go uh, chat. Is that my new name? New nickname? White Lightning. Fermented corn. <laughs> oh, fermented corn. Yeah. That's what you are when you've had about four too many. Yes. Ah, he's a fermented a fer- corn now. Fermented, I mean, not fermented. It's not a word. Um, so, so, but, so I will say this. The, the, the one scene on Earth that, that kind of affected me was the goodbye bit. Because that would oh, be... Oh, with the daughter. Yeah, that would be hard. It was too long. Oh, it was shot too gosh. long. But it would, have been, it would be really hard. I mean, gosh. In my notes, I wrote, shit, it's hard for me to drop my kids off at daycare, let alone yeah. leave the planet. So Never seeing a man. He doesn't, his wife isn't there to take care of him. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you know, then they, it grabs you. And I think the reason they had to have so much time on Earth was because they wanted to give you that emotional connection between a father and daughter. Yeah. You know, not between the father and son, because apparently that doesn't matter. Yeah. But between the father and daughter, <laughs> there had to be that emotional connection. Well, and then because Casey Affleck is going to turn into an asshole later on. So mm-hmm. who cares about him as a, as a young age? Though, um, uh, anyway, so... So now we get to space, right? So they. Oh, and yep. by the way, let's. Okay, Sam. So you said this isn't a perfect movie, all right? So they were going to space anyway, right? They were gonna go, and all of a sudden this pilot just stumbles into their lap, and they're like, "You were the best pilot we ever had." Then why didn't you call him years ago? Like, I'm pilot. I mean, right? Like, why? Didn't he crash something? Yeah, he I've cra- seen it four times. I still don't. Yeah, he, he crashed a test thingy, whatever. They show it like that's the very first thing we see is him him crashing is because of gravity thingies, whatever. But like, they so he he crashes, but he didn't die, and yeah. the obviously and the, so the NASA just says, "All right, deuces, and we're never gonna talk to you again." Well, let's let's think of it this way: you are an amazing. Oh, I don't know. Thanks, Sam. You you're, you're an amazing supervisor at work. Right. Well, yeah. But maybe one day you accidentally set the union on fire. All right. Would they probably fire you? Um. Okay. <laughs> this is a different scenario. <laughs> well, I am not a. Say, I'm not test piloting a union. <laughs> I mean, like he was a <laughs> test pilot. And his sh- about me. And his, <laughs> and his ship crashed because of some <laughs> mechanical error. Like, well, maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I don't, don't know. People don't fire you from NASA from for that. My my, even yeah. so, even if they did fire him, and he yeah. was still referred to as the best pilot they'd ever had, 
I can't imagine that no one would have thought to call him. Anyway, so that's that's plot point. How about this? Maybe maybe he wasn't the best pilot, and he was the only pilot. They Michael Michael Caine literally Michael said, Kine. "You were the best pilot we ever had." And even Matthew McConaughey pulled up a, a cheap suit reviews and said, "But you were going to go without me anyway." And they said, "Well, yes, but now we have you, so you need to go." Anyway. It's a weird okay. little thing. It's fine. It's fine. Um, right. I mean, he, he basically well, said he made that. He made the comment that they thought he was dead. They didn't even know he was alive. Why would you think that? I just don't understand this. In future world, like, do, do they still well, not have... I mean, a lot of people probably died. I, I understand a lot of people died, but I mean, like... Well, Trump's America. Uh, I mean... <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I don't know. It just seemed dumb. But it's fine. <laughs> uh, so then we it's go... It's a trope. We got to say that's a trope. It though. is a trope. It is a trope. You know, you if know. you're going to have a movie like this, if it's Top Gun or wherever you're you're having somebody fly or do anything, you're the best pilot there's ever been. Right. Too bad you're drunk or, yeah. uh, you know... You have some kind of baggage. You've got one eye and lost depth perception. <laughs> Sorry, but you're the best pilot. Yeah. Uh, my you're first note. Kind actually, of channeling your inner inner Chad there, man. Yeah, that wasn't bad. Actually, no, God rest his soul. Uh, my first so. note of the movie, though, was interesting. Last time we saw Matt, he was a preacher, and now he's the male version of Jodie Foster. There you go. That's you right. Um, In both movies, uh, they yeah they do a little went up. through some sort of black hole. Yeah, yeah a little black hole sun. Watch come wash away the rain. Oh god! Um, now it's back in my head. Uh, my second note, legit. No more, no more okra, corny. I don't like this place. Is what I wrote. <laughs> I love I'm me some okra. fried okra. I'm just saying. I just, it, I didn't buy it. It was, they, I don't know. They just didn't do it. So they didn't do it well. I, you know, I'll, I'll agree with that. Uh, I don't know. You're right. Uh, Matthew McConaughey's just too pretty for this. Well, this everybody. You know, especially you know, you go into this beautiful looking school. You, you've got a perfect yeah. little baseball field. I mean, there's it's dust just... on everything. But the thing that that I did notice, and I do agree with you on this part, is the the corn, the cornfield, and the grass. You know, I there were the the baseball field grass. I was like, well, damn, that's that's like nicer than some of the uh, golf courses around my neighborhood. The <laughs> the dust bowl. I mean, mm-hmm. you see pictures yeah. from that. There was it, everything looked dirty, everything looked dingy, and the colors were muted because of all the dust. And maybe that's what I was expecting. You know, when they they're starting to talk about you know dust storms and and they have the the interesting documentary intros and things like that. Um, but we lose, we lost somebody. Um, but it just it didn't look like it was downtrodden enough to be worried about the future of our species. Uh, yeah, um, I, I don't know. I just, I, I kind of with you there. It, that part didn't bother me as much, but it's, it is kind of like the, um, the snow piercer effect when, when you, you cast Chris Evans, who's in between <laughs> Captain America movies to be this, uh, to be this person who has lived his entire life on protein bars and he's the biggest, strongest person on the train. Um, it's, it's right. I mean, like Matthew McConaughey has grown up li- living only, well, not only he, but recently only on corn. I mean, I, anyway, <laughs> it's fine. Um, taking shirt off only goes so far. Uh, I'm actually glad he didn't take his shirt off in this movie, honestly. Or did I? Uh, no, you didn't. Um, 
<laughs> All right, so so we leave Earth, right? Earth is left behind, and okay, this is the Earth. Jessica Chastain, well, not yet, but she eventually is going to have to figure some stuff out. And Michael Caine's there at the school, and I'll go guy, and whatever, right? So then they go to the the, the black the the Saturn, right? And then they do yep. they go into the black hole, okay? So they go into the black Whee! hole. So of course, um, uh, did he really need permission to stop? Oh yeah, the kid that was dumb. Uh, oh, I also joked CTR, uh, CT, CRT TV on an AV cart. I doubt they still have that in the future. That was real dumb, actually. That kind of annoyed me in school. I'm going back a little bit. Um, uh, first part of the movie is to piss us off. The government doesn't want people to look at stars. This really piss, This place really sucks, is what I wrote. Um, Yankees, a shitty traveling team. Finally, something I can get behind in this world. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Think of that. Yeah. Nice. Uh, if you like the Yankees, I don't care. I hate the Yankees. It's fine. Uh, but I don't like baseball, but I hate the Yankees. So it's weird. I don't know. Um, you know, rooting for the Yankees is like betting on the uh, Empire to win. I know. It's, it's actually like rooting for the Patriots. It's just they just cheat and buy their way to the championships. Anyway, Sam, you rooted for the Patriots, didn't you? Do what? Said so you rooted for the Patriots, didn't you? No, I didn't. Okay. Oh, good no, I didn't. You. I rooted for the pay- the the Falcons. Oh, I can't even say it. The Falcons. Some, somebody the said Falcons. they literally said the Falcons. And I'm like, did they just stop? Were they just watching Star Wars? Nice. Uh, they said it. Yeah, they lost. The, the, the Falcons lost. I'm like, uh, I think they're called the Falcons. Is that from like Star Fox? I don't know. Falcon. Fal- Falco. Uh, uh, solve the problem Long of gravity question. Uh, the long scene goodbye is hard. Um, can you really calculate humor percentage? The so, okay, so we're into space. The robots, all right. So Tars and Case, right? Yes. Um, voice acting. I like to call them R two D two and uh, C three. Just kidding. <laughs> More or less. So the robot themselves, they 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 looked. So basically, they're supposed to be like an homage to. 2001. There's lots of homages to other things. 2001 is Space Odyssey, uh, a little Star Trek, a little Star Wars, and lots of other kind of various spacefaring adventures. And the, so the, the robots are supposed to look like the monoliths from 2001 Space Odyssey. But, like, they look so uncomfortable and cumbersome and unable to... Non-useful? Yeah, like, I mean, I guess he had a little arm that he could protrude to drive a joystick, but... I don't know. It seemed strange to me. But I don't know. Well, when they, when they actually, when the, who was it? Was it TARDIS? Not TARDIS. TARDIS? Yeah, it's so, the uh, phone booth. Or the yeah, booth, but when I mean. he picks her up on the water world yeah. and runs back to the ship, I was like, oh my God, that thing actually does work. Yeah, it still seemed weird when he was like rolling through the water, though, the first time, like his, like his version of running through the water. Like, <laughs> it's like, how, how does that work? Because I guess he's got like, Ways that to, to anyway, it's fine. Whatever, it's fine. They're robots. They were they were funny. The voice acting on them was great. Yes. Um, I still give the nod to Alan Tudyk at, uh, for uh, Rogue One. Yep. Um, as the best robot they, I've ever seen. They but, were the human re- oh, the human relief the humor. Oh in, yeah, they in, were in this movie. They, there was very very few, but they were definitely the comedic relief. Absolutely. I mean, and if it wasn't for them, this movie would be super dry. And mm-hmm. frankly, a little kind of depressing. Um, and you needed those moments of little of breakup, you know. You know, of course, as depressing as a uh, end of all human life and uh, death 
two of our species can be. Sure, yeah. yeah. As much humor as you can inflect into that uh, idea, too. He hasn't flown in years, yet he knows like he knows how to fly like he's been in training forever. Um, I'm a pilot. Here's the other thing. So, so plot hole number two or <laughs> three or whatever we're on now, okay? If Now, I know the movie was already three hours long, right? So we didn't need to add anything. But in fairness, and again, for whatever reason, this crew was all like kumbaya, we're all besties, right? Until Matthew McConaughey called out Anne Hathaway for her shit. But in every other movie we've ever seen, they bring in this hotshot guy who none of them have trained with, none of them know. They all hate him. Right? Isn't that a thing? Yeah. I mean, like, everyone... Yeah. Whereas this, they're like, hey, you're the pilot? Cool, let's go. Hey, you know, I'll, we'll pack a lunch. It'll be great. Like, there was never any tension there. It Did only, there need to be? I, 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 It didn't feel real to me because there would always be resentment. He hasn't trained with us for the last 10 years. He just showed up, and he just happens to know Michael Caine, and they Michael need a Kite. they need a pilot, so I guess he's gonna be it. He's gonna kill us probably. You know, like every other movie I've seen, they all resent the pilot or that the pilot. I'm thinking of Lost in Space. They resent him, Matthew LeBlanc, because he's this hot shot pilot. You know, or they don't trust Maverick. They don't trust insert movie. So anyway, my my am, am I by myself on that one or? Yeah, a little bit. I think the trope of typical movies like that maybe clouding judgment because I think they, they probably knew his record if he was a former pilot, but they all thought he was before. dead. You just said that they all thought he was dead. So yeah. like they wouldn't know him. I mean, I mean, and it felt so quick, right? Like he shows up at the place unexpectedly and then like an hour and a half later, he's flying into space with them. It yeah. just, I mean, it seems super quick. I don't know. Whatever, it's fine. They didn't have conflict. There should have been, but again, this movie was long enough as it was. Uh, okay, so now, right? So now we finally go into space. Um, Kaboom! And then we have another little moment of we need to have a really smart scientist explain a wormhole to another really smart science smart scientist, but we have to explain it to the audience. So we're gonna Who do. Don't the, know this, yeah. We're gonna explain the pencil through the paper trick that we saw in Event Horizon. Okay, fine. Um, it would have been great if he would have just said, "You seen Event Horizon?" Just that bit, but yeah. yeah. And Stranger Things also. Oh, they do that in Stranger Things. Yep. Mm -hmm. Oh, nice. I need to. I need to watch that. Dude. Oh yes, you do. Absolutely. Um, I'm angry at you now because you haven't seen it yet. Well, get over it. It's that good. I'm gonna Fight watch the power it. Song. Fight the power. No, I'm gonna watch it. I want to watch it. I've, I've heard <laughs> nothing but great things about it, and. Don't do it. Fight the man. No, I don't want to fight the man. I mean, if, if you're saying fight Sam, fine, but I don't want to fight the, whoever the man is. Um, dude talks about a couple of years alone on a spaceship like it's no big deal. It seemed like a long time. Um, hey, do you know an anagram for Sean Allred is Land Whalers? Land Whalers. I like that. That's better than uh, Space Hands. Space Hands? <laughs> oh, no, it was Cave Hands. Oh, Cave Hands. No, Cave Hands. Cave Hands. <laughs> Boy, that's a throwback. Is that Good what you're doing Lord. now? Is like you're not even interested in your own movie, so you're you're looking. No, at I just I was looking at anagrams of Interstellar a long time ago, and then all of a sudden I was like, "Hey, Sean's talking. Let me see what is." His <laughs> that's <laughs> that's funny. Here. Land whales. Sure. I like yeah. that. It sounds like a car. 
kind of does. Uh, yeah. Introducing the new Dodge. Yeah, the, the Dodge 1972 Land Whaler. You can fit Only 11 gets two people miles to the gallon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the side is made of wood, and it holds a 92-gallon gas tank. Enjoy, America. Nice. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Oh, how about, funny. how about, no, here's another one. Darn all hells. Really? Yes. <laughs> Darn. <laughs> All hills. Darn, all hills. I'm sure I've said that on this part on this podcast. What's the damn hill? Darn all hills. That's great. Um <laughs> sorry. I just, no, I, no, uh, it's fine. I was reading that thought. No, no, I'm reading my notes, so I don't want to get to that thing yet. We're gonna get to that later. Uh that really it's big issue number one with the movie. I'm gonna get to it in a minute. Um I thought it was weird that they landed on a planet with, like, they just went down there, right? So the water world, time, tr you know, travels uh, is, like, super slow to them as opposed to the rest of the world, right? Or the rest of the universe. Um, well, now, and I'll admit this, right? Um, the movie did a really great job of using real science to, ex to describe things and whatever. Like, what actually happened on the planet would actually happen. As you get closer to gravity, time slows down. How do I know this? Well, I may have listened to some of the Star Talk episode with Neil deGrasse Tyson about this particular movie. So, oh, nice. yeah. Um, so he dropped some knowledge. And if I would have um, not Mike. He's the shaft of science, I believe. That's, that's pretty good. He's the shaft of physicists, not just because they're both black, but because he's like savvy and smart and cool, right? And Absolutely. No, no seriously. Yeah. But like, well, like if he could slap people, he'd be like, this is science. He Bitch. probably wants to. Oh. He, he probably wants to go to like Washington and slap all those people up there. Oh God, yeah, you know it. Um. Anyway, um. So what was I going to say? Anyway, so can, can we talk about the Waterworld for a second? Okay, yeah, please. Still talking about the Waterworld. No, yeah, Waterworld. Yeah, no. I, I do have a problem with Waterworld. Oh, okay. I I have several. Is also with with the simple Kevin thing. Kevin Costner was awful. Yeah, I peed in a thing and then drank it. They flew through the hole yeah. Yeah, and right. were looking at this water world. At some point, they were hovering around above this water world. Mm -hmm. Shouldn't there be some sort of equipment, radar, some oh, sort of technology yeah. that would have told them, hmm, there's a gigantic wave that comes roughly every 30 minutes and destroys everything in its path? I am so glad to hear you say that, Sam, because that pissed me off, too. So <laughs> here's here's one. I, I don't remember where I wrote it here somewhere. Uh, how did they one of the one of the notes is how did they know the water was only a few feet deep? Um, yep. OK, so I wrote this is the note. This was later on the cold planet, right? Ice planet. And I wrote, I know I've watched too much Star Trek, but even science now can look at the earth and get readings on weather and like all yeah. these other things that we can do from our space station that orbits the planet now. Right. And dude, we can look through the Dern Hubble telescope at a planet. That's just a fuzzy dot and determine whether or not it might have water or not. Right. Yeah. Like, like what the, the, the satellite we just sent past Jupiter is taking pictures of it. And we're like, Oh, look, like the one that went past Pluto not too long ago. And they're like, look at all these crater impacts. And look, that could have been an ice flow at some point. Like, yeah, like, like, so we're what, 100, not 100 years, but at least maybe 100 years. I don't know what, what year this is. 
but we're far enough into the future that space from going from the planet to space is as easy as getting in the ship and then just flying away. Yeah. You know, like like they do in Star Trek or Star Wars, whatever, that you can't, hey, maybe we should just hang out on the surface for, I know if we get closer to the planet, time, whatever, right? But can we take <laughs> five minutes to look where we're going? I'm, yeah. I'm with you. It's like saying. Christopher Columbus going blindfolded trying to find America. I mean... Yeah, thank God he used his GPS. Yeah, no kidding. His, uh, <laughs> he used his sextant. But but <laughs> another thing that bothers me, too, is, you know, we've all seen pictures of tsunamis and what happens before a tsunami. Mm -hmm. You know, it, all the, the water is drawn up into the wave. Yeah. It's not just empty underneath the wave. It has to have that water from somewhere. And if it's being pulled up in such a massive way, you're not going to have any, you're not going to be standing on any water. Or you're going to feel a current. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. Like the undertow would have pulled them long before. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there. Like I wondered what they were standing so, on. Like, I mean, I know what yeah. they were standing on. They were standing on pavement. It was just a pool. But like, yeah, what were they standing on? Was it rock? Like, I, I don't know. So it just it, that, that part, it just upsets me just a little bit, mainly right. because this is supposed to be a smart science movie. Well, the other part was annoying. Yeah. And Anne Hathaway, like the characters admit like they screwed up. And it's like, okay, you guys were sent into space to save humanity, and not one of you thought. They all knew going down there that time would be slower. So no one thought, yeah. hmm, if time is slower down there than it is up here, is it a possibility that what we're receiving from them happened, you know, whatever? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, because when they get down there, it only happened, whatever. So there's that. So well, there's that. Now, don't forget um, the guys up in the, in the, in the, circulating clock thing mm -hmm. right and and as they get closer to the planet his time goes faster than their time or their time slows down mm -hmm. so wouldn't he have time to be like you know alert alert you know i am showing readings of giant tsunamis on that planet come back well maybe they didn't maybe he didn't whoever or she or whoever died on the planet maybe they like land and then like as soon as they landed the pl the wave hit them because they were facing the wrong way, like they were, right? Yeah. And got hit. But anyway, whatever. It's 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 it, it annoyed me in the moment this time. It didn't actually annoy me the first time, but it annoyed me this time. Like, really, guys, you couldn't have seen a an eight hundred foot wall of water from the sky. <laughs> like, we can see the Great Wall of China from the space station, and that thing isn't yeah. that big. Uh, I mean, it's big. It's long, but it's not like anyway. You know what I'm saying? Speaking of Matt Damon, he's in that too. Oh my. Um, but so here's something else to think about just to make you a little more depressed. Okay. Let's just assume for a second that Wes Bentley, who this will be our second Wes Bentley movie, um, or third. Did we watch the Hunger Games for this podcast? Yeah, we did, right? Yep. So this will be our yep. third Wes Bentley movie, right? We did we watch that. the Hunger Games? Yeah, I think we did. Huh. Remember, because we got a re listener request that we want you to do a girl movie. So we did the Hunger Games, and they're like, that doesn't count. Yeah. I remember that. I think, that was, I think Jen got mad at us for that. Um, well. But anyway, so Wes Bentley, right, he gets swept away. Now, we assume that he dies. But who's to say when they show his body, he's not just unconscious. He didn't just, maybe he just hit his head on the inside of the helmet and then he's just passed out so now he's stuck on Waterworld forever 
Or until the next wave. Well, I mean, but like you, I mean, well, now none of us have obviously tried to talk about surfing. Yeah, surfing a tsunami, but like, yeah, I mean, gosh, friggin' Captain Kirk did it in a little boat, went through it, so sure he'd be fine. So there's something else to think about. But also, in fairness, right, because of time, they could have said, "Hey, fifty years from now, we should go back and see if he's still alive." I mean, it would only be, what, <laughs> half an hour to him? An hour, you know what I'm saying? Like two yeah, hours? Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah. like, maybe we can, in, you know, 50 years, let's build a ship that can withstand water. You know, we'll build a water space ship. Hell, the freaking Enterprise went underwater in that movie for some reason. Or, or a pontoon boat that has a big sail, and then you could pee into something <laughs> and drink it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe Kevin Costner's going to roll by and looking for, <laughs> have you seen paper? It's paper, looking for paper. Anyway. We should totally do that movie for this podcast. Uh, I don't know. Oh, no. Oh, I'd love it. I'd love to do that movie so much. <laughs> You'd be surprised how good the first half of that movie is. and then how I would the, be surprised. And then how it's bad the second not true. half. No, the first half is good. It's fine. Anyway. I'm not what if it. Interstellar is a prequel to Waterworld? Oh. <laughs> okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, all right, so then we get to that. All right, so they leave and they're all upset. And the old man, the uh, oh, I forgot his name, um, McGillicuddy, yeah, Romley. You know, he he's like, I've only been up here by myself for 23 years. Jerks, um, no kidding. Well, didn't he have cars with him because or a case? I mean, because Tars was with them. Yeah, he had one of them. So he had case. Well, at least he had somebody to talk to. Um, so, so good for him. So then we go to Ice Planet, right? So we go to Hoth. And thank you. Um, again, once again, they fly into the planet. Then, in which the the air is so cold that the the clouds are made of ice. Not sure how that works. That wouldn't that wouldn't be a thing, but okay, fine, whatever. And <laughs> and they land there, and they think this this could be home. So they wake up Matt Damon. I was waiting for Corny to do it. Sorry. And um, oh, Matt Damon. There it is. It felt awkward. Um, it, it it was forced. I was also yawning. No, that's all right. So they they wake him up right, and then. And then all hell starts to break loose, right? So at this point in the timeline, you know, the kids... Oh, by the way, I missed a part. So Matthew McConaughey mm-hmm. goes back, right? They go back, it's 23 years later, and he's basically watching a one-way Skype call of his kid, watching his kids grow up. Oh. And I know people use that scene to kind of make fun of him, like, crying and laughing and whatever. That scene was hard to watch this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, as, all of us, as a father. All of us yeah. are parents. Yeah, all of us are dads. Like... Watching your kid go from, you know, his, his son was in high school and all of a sudden now he's married and then he's a dad and then his son, his, his grandkid dies and then he has another kid. Yeah. Like, like, and you're just getting these in these little videos and then your daughter comes on basically and she's like, big F you, dad. Um, so that was hard and it was emotional. So I thought it, and I thought McConaughey actually did a really good job in that moment because it's kind of you know I figured you were going to make fun of him on that one. No, no, that's that was really good and it was it's hard to cry, and like it not look super fake. And yeah. he did a really good job in that. So I I mean seriously, McConaughey acted really well in this movie. 
my my issues yeah, it, with the movie are more plot related and less of the of like acting was really great. I mean, I thought genuinely really good in this movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh. I mean, my favorite roles were definitely the robots and their voice acting, but um, <laughs> I thought I thought McConaughey did really really good in this movie and probably oh. helped propel him to Dallas Buyers <laughs> Club. I mean, uh, propel was not the I didn't mean for that pun to happen. <laughs> Um, and then I, then I wrote Topher Grace. I guess he's our Marvel connection. Um, Ooh. and then I wrote um the love speech. You know, she's talking about love. Love is the you know one blah 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 blah. And I wrote the love speech. Malcolm Reynolds did it better in, in <laughs> Serenity. What? Ooh, whenever we do Serenity, I'll I'll cap it for you. It's a it's a great little speech. Much smaller. You, but you mean again? Again, yeah, I was about to say we've already done it. Technically, we have, but no one's heard it. But, uh, <laughs> oh, you know where it is? You know where the episode is? Mm. In the Tesseract. Mm. Oh yeah, we need to. <laughs> we need our fifth dimension um, future humans to let us have access to the uh, to the back of the bookcase where we can talk to you. Right, right. And, no, and I'm like figure this. out how to yeah, get luck. it back. Good luck with that. Um, yeah. So. Hold on, wait a second. I gotta in, I gotta interpret this Morse code. Hold on. Might take me a little while. Oh, okay, good luck. Uh so is Michael Caine a bad guy in this movie? Michael Caine. Like Kind of. He didn't know he did not know that she, this time travel was gonna happen. So I mean obviously you can't expect that. So he basically well, I don't know. In a lot of ways, he's like uh, Mr. Glass from uh, Unbreakable. You know, he had to do some pretty bad things to get good out of it. Uh, that's a bad example. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually <laughs> trying to think of an example, right? Because he he sells the team. Everyone except basically Matt Damon is sold on the idea that they're actually out there. They're, they're the lost in space crew, right? They're there yeah. to find home. Uh, a home. And turns out that was never the intention. The intention was always for Plan B to be the thing. And I mean that that kind of sucks. And I mean, I you know Matthew Matt Matthew Matt Damon kind of says, well he 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 made a great sacrifice. No, the people of Earth are making the sacrifice. Just saying. Yeah. Um, however many are left, we don't know. Can um, I ask a question? Of course you can. The option A, uh -huh. you know, option B was they'd figure out how to get this giant spaceship off of Earth. No, that's right? option A. That's plan A. Oh, that's option A. Okay. Yeah. Plan B was a bunch of test tube babies, right? Mm-hmm. Was she going to have to give birth to these test tube babies? <laughs> Prom night dumpster babies. <laughs> I don't, you, you know, I don't think so. I cause she, they said that she, they already had the eggs and stuff, but maybe, I mean, someone's got to be the, unless they've come up with, I don't think they had the technology. I think she had to be the, the one. Wow. So she has, she, to, she, she has, she to was live. the Eve. Eesh. Damn. I mean, right. That's right. Nasty. But I mean, like, it's not like she can just do one. You're gonna have, you, you need to do like ten, yeah, in order to be. Uh, man, that sucks. I had yeah. never thought of that. that <laughs> I don't think she was meant to be the surrogate. I think there was something. You think I, they had, they had I, some, I hope so. I inferred that there were 
other devices. I would. I did too. I I kind of f- thought that it was going to be some kind of. They have found some way to not only artificially inseminate, but to artificially birth. Yeah. You know, grow, gestate, they and did, birth. They didn't answer that question. No, they didn't. Which is, which is really kind of scary because yeah. she's uh because I'm thinking to myself, she's going to have to if in her mind she's by herself now. She's what's remaining of of humankind. Right. She is going to have to inseminate herself and birth humans. Yeah. Lots oh, you know what? Actually, that did cross my mind. And not only, you know, after she has the first kid, you got to wait a while and then I mean, like, have another, like her whole existence kids. is just yeah. going to be an oven. Like that sucks. Yeah. Okay, anyway. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Sorry, when you've seen the movie this many, you know, four or five times, it you start seeing these types of things. One hundred uh, my cocaine. It's great. Hell of a hell of a phone number. Um yeah. even before I knew what was happening, the Matt Damon section is is powerful and intense. Um and then I wrote, but I guess they had to give Matt Damon lots of lines to compensate for his lack of airtime. I mean, if he was on camera, he was just talking. I mean, just constantly talking. Well, wh- wouldn't you? People no one, to, no one to talk talk to for. No, I get it. I mean, yeah, you're right. He hasn't tied a he because his robot. Well, in fairness, though, he hasn't been by himself that long. His robot That's still true. kind he of worked, sleep. and then he went to sleep. So I mean, it's not like he's been by himself for all of that long. Um. So anyway, um, but oh yeah, but his space madness kicked in pretty harsh. I mean, he turned his robot into a bomb. And I felt bad for the old uh, for uh, uh, what's his name again? Romney. Got... I mean, he... oh, you know what's even worse? And going back to my idea, Anne Hathaway is Michael Caine's daughter in this film. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he just sent his daughter into space to become Eve. Yeah, well, yeah. So you? Yeah, well, yeah. So sorry. No, you're fine. Well, um, I think that in his mind, he was seeing it as. I'm sending her to su- to survive, to you know, yeah. because to... she's going to be there, Plan A or Plan B. She'll yeah. be she'll be all right, safe. Yeah. 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 Um, still like the robot from Wogue One. That was my line. All right. Uh, I know he did this. Oh yeah, I wrote my, my last night. Sam being weird with his microphone. Oh. Um. I know he did this in Inception, but shit. After three hours, you couldn't have a better ending. So he sneaks off, and he so he, so right. So we we get to the part where he goes into the tesseract, and then he does the thing that we're gonna talk about in a minute, and then he then he wakes up, and he's outside of Saturn, and they come and rescue him miraculously with seconds to go in your air supply, and then now he's on Elysium, right? And they put him back in his house, and they find Tars, and they rebuild him. Because uh, you can't keep a good robot down, and um, <laughs> nice. I wish I had that handy, but I don't. Um, can't get my root. Oh damn it! Oh, maybe I do have that. Do I have that? You have it on your ringtone. That's I, for sure. I do have it oh. on my ringtone. Um, uh, but but anyway, so he so he steals a ship, and he steals a it looks like a um, a Viper from uh, Battlestar Galactica, and he. Uh, and then that's it, right? So then it shows her on the planet where her dead boyfriend. And so it's like, yeah, he's dead. So like, and then credits. And it's like, well, wait a minute. 
First of all, <laughs> the top is still spinning. You've barely given us any kind of sexual tension between the two of them. Because for the first bit of the movie, she doesn't really know him. And then he pisses her off by basically calling her out saying, we need to go to this planet with Matt Damon because your boyfriend's on that planet and we won't have enough fuel to make it to both planets. So we got to pick an ice planet, Hoth, is closer and you're all an emotional woman. So we're not going to do that, right? So now she hates him, but then he makes the sacrifice play, so then she loves him. It's like, it's kind of a weird relationship, so I get that he's going to go to her, because he has to, because they're the most two attractive people left in humanity. But, like, I was also kind of grumpy. Like, he finally gets to see his daughter, who, you know, is 109, and he sees her for, they talk to each other for five minutes, and then she's like, Yeah. All right, I'm good. Bye, Dad. I knew I'd see you again. Deuces. No, you know, leave. Go get her. Go get the person who I have no bearing on whatsoever, whether or not you actually have a relationship with this person, but I'm going to assume that you do because the script told me to. Because she doesn't well, know. I, you know, I, I've wondered about that too, and I think that, I mean, I would like to think of, um, again, inferring that they, she has gone so long without seeing him that he's really no longer a part of her life. Um, you know, when we go a year or two without seeing, I mean, I have an uncle that I haven't seen in since I was like seven. Um, and if he passed away, I probably wouldn't know the difference, you know, as far as emotionally. Mm-hmm. And so if you've, if she's been away from her father for, you know, the better part of her life, 70 years or 80 years, whatever it is, it's it's not really, I don't know, it's not really going to be an emotional impact for her. I mean, maybe for him, but at the same time, he sees this giant family around her that he has no clue who these people are, even though they're relatives, distant relatives, mm-hmm. uh, grandkids in some cases. He doesn't know them either, but I don't know. That's kind of how I looked at that. I mean, I no, I, I see what you're saying. Um, I, I do. Um, and I know I, it would be unreasonable for, you know, McConaughey to, for them to, like, resume the relationship that they had because the last time he spoke to her, she was 10. Um, so, you know, she has a whole life of experiences that, you know, she's not, she's not, doesn't, she doesn't have, she is not long for this world, so it's not like she can tell him all about whatever. So they can they share a moment and they leave. But again, she doesn't know anything about him and Anne Hathaway. Anyway, whatever, it's fine. So you ready to get into the meat of this? Like the actual it, black hole sun of this thing? Black hole sun. All right. Won't you come? So my two big issues with the movie, and I mean they are gargantuan issues <laughs> with this movie. And these are the reasons why I don't think this is a great movie. One, one Sam likes it. <gasps> one Sam likes it. No, 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 that's not true. One, and in fairness, and I wish I had the clip handy, Neil deGrasse Tyson and Bill Nye agree with me. So I'm just going to say that because they, they are on their that Star Talk show. One, the premise of the movie is this. It is easier to go through a black hole near Saturn, which the only reason why it was near Saturn was for two reasons. One, an homage to... 2001 is Space Odyssey, and two, Saturn is the Roman god of crops. Whatever. 
Also, it's prettier to film. Yeah, and you got the rings and whatever. I mean, J.J. Abrams yeah. did the same thing in Star Trek. Fine. Um, you're telling me that it's easier to go through a wormhole, which we've never done, and they have no clue on whether or not the people on their side are actually alive or what they're getting back. I mean, I guess they're getting back data, but whatever. You're telling me it's, that's, that's better to go through a black hole, go to the other side of the black hole to a new galaxy in which the center of your solar system is a supermassive black hole. That's safer than trying to colonize Mars or another <laughs> planet in your own solar system. Like, we already we have evidence, not evidence, but we have theories that there are moons around Saturn, like Titan, that could sustain life. Because Titan it's Titan around Jupiter? Uh, I thought it was around Saturn. Maybe it is around Jupiter. I don't know. Um... But point being is that there are planets and like there are moons around Saturn and Jupiter. No, it is Saturn. Yep. Okay. I remember my astronomy. Very uh, good. I took astronomy one and two. Um, so of course that was back when Pluto was a planet. Um, uh, but anyway, so your your whole premise of the movie is now lost to me, because which could be which could be fixed by a simple line in the script somewhere that says we lost Mars. And we lost, you know, we lost our habitable planets due to some sort of error. Okay. Yeah. Or 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 Mars is not um, terraforming quickly, quick enough, or yeah, something. There, there, there's got to be. A, there, I mean, give me some reason why the sol solar system, which is our solar system, is no longer an option. That that's the best option. And don't tell me it's because gravity beings created this thing and planted it here 50 years ago. All right? Like that, I don't buy that, okay? Well, but you have to because it's there. But you have to because it's there. But it's, I, I think it's a, I mean, am I, again, I'm going to ask you guys, am I alone in this, in this, my argument that th this actually, in my opinion, cheapens the movie because. You're, you're not giving me a reason why we have to do this super dangerous... I mean, seriously, you're going to live in the same solar system as a supermassive black hole. You don't know what the hell that thing's going to do. I mean, seriously. That, that's, that's the solution. We're going to take Elysium, go through the wormhole, and then go the, and populate the planet that she's on? That's the solution? I'm, I'm okay with that. Uh, it just seems... Whoa. Sorry. Yeah. This gust of wind like hit the the door beside me, and I literally thought Sam was outside just now. So sorry, sorry, God, I, was, I tripped. That was actually kind of scary. Um, <laughs> I just I can't get my brain around that. Well, Sean, you like Star Trek. I know I like Star Trek. Okay, and Star Trek is in the same rules of our galaxy. You know, gravity. And I know they do warp speed, which isn't a thing. I get it. Fine, but. For the most part, there's usually reasons to do things, and that's my argument against that. Is that this the reason here? I can't grasp because it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense that 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 that's the solution is to go to another. Well, another then you galaxy. you have to assume that there is a reason why. But that's but that's the, don't we don't we give movies grief for that? I mean, don't we do that? If, don't we have movies where we're like, you need to tell us reasons. Now, we don't want, obviously, we get mad at movies when they try to, like, beat us over the face with, 
you know expose yeah and like too much we got to simplify things because you're dumb americans don't look at the painting being crushed by the briefcase bits like we Mm -hmm. get mad at movies like that i'm not saying that i just i felt like the whole concept of the movie was dumb in that aspect but okay we'll put that issue aside all right. I, yeah, I yeah. can get over it because you could you could reasonably assume that they've tried that. Maybe yeah. Because you are very correct that they would not be flying through as some sort of black hole to if if there was another option in our solar system. Yeah, if there was another uh, option. Maybe they sent Matt Damon to Mars and he got left there and he's like, guys, this place sucks. I could grow potatoes with my shit, but otherwise, there's nothing here. So fine. <laughs> And then he had to science the shit out of it. I'm going to say yeah. this right now, though. The Martian is a better film than Interstellar, and I'm just going to say it. The no. Martian's a better film. Because in that movie, they talk science in a way that made sense. You had to know physics to get this movie. Like, there were a couple of moments they're talking back and forth, and I'm like, okay, I know I took Astronomy 1 and 2, but I didn't take physics, and I, I'm having to Google things that they're saying. So... <laughs> Um. Anyway, so that I just think I think The Martian's a better film, um, and a better premise, and it also has Matt Damon and Jessica Chastain in it. Why right, she's in that, right? Or maybe not. Yeah, I can't remember. Anyway, so there's that. My other big beef, obviously, and I mean obviously, is the Tesseract bit, because it gets into the paradox. And Andrew, you mentioned earlier the paradox didn't bother you. That you actually liked it. Yeah, it didn't bother me at all. I, nope. I cringe whenever you get to these time paradoxes. It's my, arg- my argument is simply this. Doc Brown in 1985 cannot go back into 1955 and hand him the plans for the flux capacitor to build a time machine. You can't do that. That's not how time works. Now, we, of course, don't know that. I'm only basing this off of what makes sense to my linear brain. The way my brain works is I think of things linearly. I edit audio that way. I, 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 I think that way linearly. So the idea of, of, of time being a flat circle is foreign to me. So the fact that everything that led up to this moment had to have already happened in the future to lead to this moment, I cannot get behind. And I think, I think that's why I, I don't, you know, I, I knew this was going to be your, your, one of your biggest issues with the movie and I kind of wanted it to be an issue with me <laughs> because I saw it and I thought well okay my little pea brain doesn't really comprehend this but at the same time like I said we we don't know we don't know the, about the black hole we yeah, it's, it's all theoretic we, we haven't been there so I, I'm not angry about it I don't I don't get upset about you know that he that none of this has happened yet so how can it have happened i i just think to myself well this is theoretic yeah like you said sam and we we don't know it we don't know that it can't happen that way yeah and and here's the thing the math works um einstein's in in his his general relativity through the math and through math that you can actually prove you, it allows for for what's called closed time-like curves, which is basically is your is the circular motion of time. So when you do a closed loop of time, it ends up. You could have a situation where you enter this time-like curve tomorrow, 
and end up today. So it's it's so heady. Well, I, I had to look this stuff up today because I knew you were going here, Sean. It is so beyond heady in terms of time travel and physics and theoretics and and the idea of this circular time that theoretically this could work. Now, can you go into a black hole? We don't even know if black holes really exist. Well, yeah, we do. You know, we it's, do. Yeah, we it's do. just that, well, math, math and theoretical science say they could, but we've never touched one. We've never, we've never gone to one. Well, yeah, we've no. never, we've sent the, the closest one is like four light years away or something. So we're, yeah, we're nowhere near one. Is, is yeah. your point, and I get that. Um, but so we, in we, this movie, we've seen them. We've taken pictures of them. What you know. what they've figured out the the only time one of these ring like singularities could exist is at a black hole, and the, the I wrote it down here. It's called a Kerr black hole, mm-hmm. um, and that is when let me see what else where is it um, near the near the singularity of a black hole spinning at near light speed. So what they're saying is this black hole he entered was, was spinning at light speed, which somehow caused this this time warp. Or it would be near light speed, right? Because Einstein you says can't, you, yeah, can't near, fa- yeah. you can't go Black hole spinning at near light yeah. speed. Okay, sorry. Just my, my, my little knowledge of physics kicked in there. I apologize. But here's the thing. These, these fifth-dimensional beings, which is us in the future. Yeah, okay. That's, had, issue, that's issue number three had to have figured this out and made Cooper go back. You know, we're, we're getting into the Terminator here, you know, where they had to send somebody back to, to in time. And be, but be, because time is a loop, there's no real today. There's no real tomorrow. There's no real yesterday. It's all one circle. And then you're getting beyond my brain, but, well, um, my my issue then with that is this. That was a lot of little words there. Um, and ignoring the the circle idea, the idea okay. that the the dimensional gravity beings are just in fact Coop. It's just Cooper, right? He high fives Anne Hathaway as they're traveling through the black hole as he's going back through it, right? Yeah. In in the past though, but then becomes the future. Anyway, whatever, it's fine. But. So he is the one who supposedly has constructed the Tesseract. No, I never got that. It's He's the one that gave humans the information to to travel like they did and to survive so that later on in the future, they could then send him to do the same thing. Well, yeah, but somebody creates the Tesseract. Somebody yeah, has dimensional beings or are the humans. Yeah, human, it's just the future human race. Future yeah. human so race. So we're saying that so far away into the future. So now we're getting back into the thing again that pisses me off. So, so far into the future where they eventually have the technology. So we've populated yeah. whatever planet that Anne Hathaway is now on. And we've developed the technology now after, after Cooper went through the black hole to understand the quantum mechanics of gravity we've solved that problem that we can now create a tesseract inside a black hole for him to go into so that he could kickstart everything no what i got what i got from that was that we gave the through the tesseract cooper gave 
Young Cooper, whatever. What was her name? Um, Merv. They said her name 5,000 times. I know. Merv. <laughs> um, gave her the information to solve gravity. Got it. So they could get the big giant ship. I'm with you there. By the it way, had, just, just hang in it, there just real quick. There is a, a thunderstorm rolling in right now. Oh if I lose save, power, I can't save, save without work, I can't save without killing the show. I'm on it to laptop. We'll be fine. Okay. Um, okay. But if, if if the internet dies, just hang in there and hopefully it'll come back. Anyway, continue. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just wanted to. All right. The weather update he, on the one to ninth. Oh. The only thing he solved right now <laughs> was how to save the human race as of now. So the human race is on their way to whatever planet and Hathaway is on, hopefully, um, to continue living. Later in the future, later in the future, we finally, through much more science, much more, I don't know, learning, I don't know, um, we figure out how to control the, the fourth or fifth dimension and are able to then put those types of things together. It had nothing to do with what he was doing then. His goal was just to get them off of Earth. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm still confused. Okay. And, and this is what I'm still confused about. And, and forgive me if you literally just said it, because I, I was in and out of listening to you, and I was reading. Um, uh, uh, someone was attempting to explain the paradox. On IMDb, but that's a dangerous place to go. Yeah. So what what I'm struggling with is this: is that everything thus far we've seen in the movie has been the result of Cooper affecting something. Yes. Right. So the ghosts are Cooper from the future, forcing him to go to NASA, and then it's him giving, uh, trying to stop him by you know Morse coding stay. So that, you know, Murph will make him say, but he obviously doesn't, right? So then, then Tars shows up, right? And then they have a little chat, and then he has a Popeye moment, maybe? I don't know if you want to call it that. Da, 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 da. Yeah, he, and then he gets his mental spinach, and then he realizes what this is. This place is a thing that he, they, that love, right? These interdimensional, these, uh, these gravity beings, right? Were able to, for whatever reason, focus in on this moment, this room, this, this singular place, because they, they don't know time. So time to them could be whatever, like a mountain they climb out or a valley they go into. They don't know. Mm -hmm. Which we did eventually, though, find out, though, it's, it's still people. It's humans, right? There are no aliens in this, in, this, no. in, this, in this story. So the only reason why it would be her bedroom is because Matthew McConaughey built it. Yeah. Okay, so... So this is the, my, my question then. If he built it, and then later, he, once he quote-unquote gives the... He, he, he has wait, the, wait, 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 wait. Again, he did not build it. No, I think, I, he doesn't have to build it, no. So who, who's, I, who's the one that... Cause my, my, the, where I'm getting to is, this is now, instead of... You used a, another uh, uh, time-traveling uh, movie reference. To me, this is Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Oh, I have to remember in the future to leave a wrench here. Oh, there it is. And then whack. You know, like, like it's all he having to do is say, I have to now in the future remember to build this thing so I can come here and save the day. And since he's made the decision to do it, he's able to do it. Because well, see, then... to us right now, yes. 
but to these interdimensional beings, time Which again, again it's still humans. There's just humans. Yeah, the humans have no. They, they've mastered time. They've mastered it, and so they're able to freeze those moments in a dimension that made sense to Matthew McConaughey, but he physically couldn't, because you can't travel through time, he could not be there in the room physically. So only through gravity, which goes can go back in time, which is also a was he movie. able to communicate. I, I get that. I get that. My, my issue was this, simply this. Corny, you still with us? You haven't said anything in a while. Oh no, I'm, I'm listening. You just intently. listen. You just listen to us <laughs> nerds talk. And well, everything I, I have to say is just uh, some funny quip, but no, I, I, I see both sides of the arguments. But I will. I well, my my two cents. The time travel thing, you can never do it right because nowhere there's there's no. Uh, actually, the only way you do time travel right is that if you go back in time, something has changed. Mm-hmm. I. And honestly, Corny, I don't know if this is even an argument. I'm just confused because <laughs> because the movie doesn't tell us everything that I feel like I need to know. Again, three-hour-long movie, you don't need to add more. In fact, you can cut a lot mm-hmm. out, a lot out. And this movie would still be, I think, a viable, good, entertaining movie. My, my issue simply is this. If we're saying, so then, so the, inter- uh, the fifth dimension beings are humans so far into the future, so advanced that they're like, okay, we're now advanced to the point now that we have to now create this thing and stick it inside this black hole so that Coop can later save us. So we're we're doing it again. The future, in order for the future to exist, they have to do something in the past. Well, then you get, in, you in get order back for to us the to, uh, in order for Einstein's us to, theories of uh, the circular time. Yeah, but again, we're, we're also talking about a theory, and uh, again, my brain can't comprehend that. As a, as oh, a, I, a, hey, believe me, I I'm mean, still not comprehending it. I'm just reading you know, the, the explanation of, of, of what they're trying to tell me yeah. about this. And, and heck, I don't even know if they could be right. So well, yeah, it's theory. I mean, like, it's I, all theory. And, and like, I feel like I it, need to, like, you know... Ask Neil deGrasse Tyson, like, hey, can you explain this? Because this is confusing as hell. Because, <laughs> I mean, I, every example I can use, in order for us to win World War II, we would have had to, in 1995, go back in time and deliver the bomb to us in 1945. But we couldn't have done that had we not won World War II. Like, th- that's the loop that we're stuck in. So, again, yeah, what that's... If, uh, what if our time travel is just... To another dimension of some, uh, or another instance, you know the whole multiverse theory. Well, that, that yeah, but now that's a completely different theory altogether, and another one in which also kind of hurts my brain, um, unless you you draw it out like they did in that Jet Li movie, um, where there are only ninety nine of them or something like that, something kind of weird. Um, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's explains. I have to watch this later. I don't want to watch it on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll watch it. Have you watched it, Sam? No, no, actually. All right, it'll be not. good. To, we should watch it. Maybe like next up, next week we'll do a follow up. Oh, he explained <laughs> it, and this is why. Oh no, I feel so dumb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's you guys go ahead. Like, I got this. Yeah. So, so really, that's kind of it. Really, with my, with my issues with the movie. So, yeah. what I'm saying is, to me, I think this is actually a pretty good movie. 
and I get why it was nominated for several Oscars. It's considered top 32 films on IMDb's top 250 list. I I can get why some people like it. I also get why some people say you either get it or you don't, and if you don't, you don't like it. And I'm one of those people. I don't get it. And... And that's part of I'm why, sorry you don't get it. And that's part of what what doesn't do the movie for me. If you had had everything is the same except the future affects the past so that we could have the future. If we could do the rest of the movie, space exploration, Earth is dying, we need to get off the planet. Matt Damon is, is goes space madness. Um, Matt Matthew McConaughey sacrifices himself, goes into a black hole. Even if he goes into a black hole and something else happens and he miraculously survives or gets shot out the other end or whatever, <laughs> um, I, I don't know. You know, he gets pooped out or something. Even he, I, I don't know. Um, maybe I would have liked it more. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I wanted a little bit more fiction in my science fiction than than this gave me. I, I, I don't know. So that all having been said, yes. Um, I, I'm out of notes, and I, I, I have said my piece, I think, as clearly and succinctly as I know how to. I think I've um, said my piece, too. Maybe not as clearly. But, um, um, just, and again, I, I, I feel better. I don't, again, I, I know that wasn't an argument by any means. That, and if you were expecting it, sorry, maybe, I don't know, maybe not. Uh, I know, I think most people actually would agree it's more fun when you make, you know, get me frustrated, Sam. But um, <laughs> in, in this case... Um, and I actually wanted to ask you the question, Sam. Okay. And I, I'm actually going to ask you this question because I know you have a thing for Michael, for not Michael, not Michael, for Michael Guy. No, for Christopher Nolan. I know you have a thing for him. Yep. So originally, <coughs> excuse me, this movie was slated to have direct be directed by Spielberg. Spielberg. And it was yes. going to be a very different film. And I didn't read it all because it was very long. Um, so let's pretend that it wasn't Spielberg either. Let's pretend it was a David Fincher film. Okay. Okay. He's the guy that did the Notebook, not the Notebook, um, Facebook movie. <laughs> the, the Facebook the social movie. network. The social network. Yeah. Let's say okay. let's say this was a, a, a his a him he he did it right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and let's say that the dude what scored the the social network that won an Oscar that year that beat this movie, by the way. No, it didn't yeah. beat this movie. It beat... I can't remember now. It doesn't matter. Um, With a different score? Yeah, a different score. I'm so, Yeah, the score makes it for me. Um, it, it wouldn't be the same without this organ. He was... Um, oh, absolutely. Almost, almost a spiritual... I mean, this organ gives it a, a whole other level of, of... I don't know. No, you... Yeah, no... Again, it's spiritual. It's it's amazing. It's an experience. Mm-hmm. The, the 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 organ bit is. I mean, it is that, and it and it gives you emotions while you're watching the movie. Um, I mean, it it's it's powerful and flipping loud, and sometimes hard to hear people talk because they're yep. whispering half the movie. But um. Anyway, if it was a different. Uh, even even if it's the same score, but a different director has a different feel, and you don't have that Christopher Nolan sunglasses on. Are you as <laughs> I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, is that a fair question to ask, Sam? Is that okay, are, so are the, you are you still an arduent believer in this film? Is the film the same? Like, 
everything, I'm confused. Everything from the first second to the last second is exactly the same, except it's a different director. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm still... If it's exactly the same, yeah, I'm still a big fan. Okay, because cause I, I've known some people, myself included, and I think and you maybe even to a point that there are movies that you think that because of the director is better, right? We, I mean, I'm, yeah. I tend to think that Spielberg movies are going to be better than non-Spielberg movies. I will say I like, you know, like War of the Worlds, I enjoy because it's a Spielberg film. Even though it's a horrible, horrible Even movie. Even though it's a horrible film, it's, yeah. It's, it's, no, it's, and, it's, yeah, and I'll admit that for sure, yeah. but, um, All right, yeah, I don't know. I just, I and you know me, I'm horrible with names, and, you know, I never owned any... You know, even back when I was in high school and, and, and college, I never owned any CDs of bands because I could care less about the band. I I just liked the one song. Right. Um, you know, I'm, I don't follow actors. I, there's very few people I actually follow. Right. So. Okay. I'm, I'm a little more on the end product than I am on who, who did it. I mean, and that's fair um, to a point. Um, I, I I know it drives you nuts, but uh, a, a little bit, especially for since we do a movie podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm such an expert. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um. All right. So that's it. We want to play some. Uh, the only thing I was going to say is uh, tropes, movie tropes. I wrote um, scientist doesn't believe in the supernatural, uh, space madness, and robot comic relief. Those are the only ones I wrote. There might be more, but those are the ones I wrote. Um. You ready for some clips? Some clippy clips. Sure. All right, good. Oh, I gotta find it. Where'd you go? Okay, sorry, different computer. Here we go. I'm gonna have to be Johnny on the spot with the pause button because he's gonna keep going. <laughs> so here we go. Uh, the the boy would be really good at this at, at cheap seat reviews. Oops. What about the flat tire? That's right. What about the flat tire? Here we go. <laughs> um, just kept on driving like it didn't matter. Um, this is the best punishment you could ever have. Murph got into a fistfight with several of her classmates over this Apollo nonsense. So we thought it would be best to bring you in and see what ideas you might have for dealing with her behavior on the home front. Yeah, you know what? Um, there's a game tomorrow night. She's going through a bit of a baseball phase. Her favorite team's playing. There's going to be candy and soda. I think I'll take her to that. <laughs> I like that. I really did. I thought that yeah. was good. Um, How, is it bad that I see that? Well, I'm not going to get political, but it could be happening soon to I, other issues. I don't know. Anyway, we'll just move on from there. Uh, this was another kind of humorous moment. You sent people out there looking for a new home? The Lazarus missions. Well, that sounds cheerful. Lazarus came back from the dead. Sure, but he had to die in the first place. There you go. Uh, soft talking, <laughs> loud music. Just, just go ahead and get used to it. Um, this is 28 seconds of, I think, was pretty good uh, dialogue. Um, you're going to have to bear with it because there's a rocket happening in the background. So it's going to be a little noisy. There he is, Mach 1. Everybody good? Plenty of slaves for my robot colony? I gave him a humor setting so he'd fit in better with his unit. It relaxes us. A giant, sarcastic robot. A great idea. I have a culotte I can use when I'm joking, if you like. That'd probably help. Yeah, you can use it to find your way back into the ship after I blow you out the airlock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> I wanted 25% more of that. That was yeah. nice. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, wait, what? Interesting. Corny, you there? I'm here. It keeps crashing on you, huh? Yeah. Weird. I noticed that your name keeps like disappearing and coming back, so... Um, it must be that fifth dimension I keep going uh, to. Uh, yeah, you keep going. That's where I keep all the snacks. Oh, nice. Could you uh, imagine the ability to snack not just anywhere, but, but anytime? Anytime. Mm. <laughs> I don't know why I just thought about this, but that made me think of Groundhog Day for some reason. And then I thought, <laughs> could you imagine Groundhog Day? Like, you could eat your favorite meal over and over and over, and you wouldn't get fat. I thought yeah. about that. They um, should re-release Groundhog Day and just put the same movie out. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, as a joke? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like that idea a lot, actually. If they were going to re-release it, they would actually have to have, like, Melissa McCarthy as the character, though, for some reason. Oh, no. Uh, trust settings. Dr. Mann, please respond. He doesn't know the endurance docking procedure. Well, the autopilot does. Not since Taurus disabled it. Nice. Put your trust setting, Tars. Lower than yours, apparently. <laughs> oh, I like that. Trust setting. I don't, I mean, I know I'm supposed to question, like, how can you have percentages on trust and humor and honesty? But I don't care. It was fun. I liked the robots. Like, we don't question them when they did stuff like this in Star Wars. Like, why should robots even have personalities? They shouldn't. But it makes life more fun because Wally is cute, you know? So... I'm good with that. I'm fine with it. It was great. Um, asshole. Cooper, you can't ask Tars to do this for us. He's a robot, so you don't have to ask him to do anything. Cooper, you asshole. Sorry, you broke up a little bit there. Oh, asshole. Um, in case you were wondering what the big space thingy was. Did it work? I think it might have. How do you know? Because... The bulk beams are closing the Tesseract. The what? The bulk beings? The the what? The boat beings? I'm, I'm, <laughs> so this is the thing. Is all right. What is what is he saying? Because the bulk beams are closing. Anybody? I'm. The I mean, bulk I'm, beings I'm, are closing. Bulk beings? Is that a thing? I mean, I'm 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 legitimately asking because I've, I've I didn't know. I've now listened to this clip seventeen times and I still have no idea what he says. Because. <laughs> Bulk beams are closing the Tesseract. Bulk beams? Like, I don't know. Whatever. Hmm. I don't know. I, I feel like I need to... Rosebud. Um, <laughs> Someone needs to go find the... Uh, the what's the script. Not the, well, not the script, but the... Uh, <laughs> the, the thing. You know, the thing. Um, oops, not goose. Oh, there's a boom mic visible, apparently. Visible in the rearview mirror of the car when Cooper has to say goodbye to his son and closes the car door. Oh, that's fine. Uh, geez, you okay, Sam? Yeah, sorry, I think I hear my daughter crying. Oh, okay. I just, Don't they know that the booms are supposed to go under the Dodge Ram? Mm. No, I guess they don't. You don't want to spook it. No, you don't. You <laughs> Ooh, bless you. All sorts of fifth dimension sneeze. Uh, it's a fifth dimension sneeze. Uh... Okay, I'm actually really curious now. Here we go. Tars. Uh, Tars, looking for Q. Joking. 
Uh, I'm, I mean, I, I really want to know what he says because it doesn't make any sense. Well, would it be on the the? Uh, um, I'm, I'm on the quotes page of the uh, subtitles. Yeah, if you want to go back and it's it's when it, the right at the end of the uh, your favorite scene, right? Uh, yeah. Wait, what? Where? All right, still looking, still looking. Sorry, I know this is awkward. Uh, okay, I'm I'm about to, to to. Did it work? I think it might have. How do you know? Because the bulk beings are closing the tesseract. That's what he says. Weird. Don't, don't you get it yet, Tars? They're not beings. They're us. What I've been doing for Murph, they're doing for me, for all of us. Cooper, people couldn't build this. No, no, not yet. But uh, I can't do his voice. No, no, not yet. But one no, day. No, no, not yet. Some like Forrest Gump. Not you and me, but a that's people, true. a civilization that's evolved beyond the four dimensions that we know. Um, okay, so... I guess he actually says the thing that I'm confused about is that it was people, humans, but so far into the future that they created it. So I, I missed that somehow. So I'm glad I actually did this little exercise. Uh, it still doesn't mean that I get what they're doing, though. Anyway, the last one, um, settings. Honesty, new setting. 95%. Confirmed. Additional customization. Humor. 75%. Confirmed. Auto self-destruct, team minus 10, 9. <laughs> Let's make that 60%. 60% confirmed. Knock, knock. You want 55? <laughs> the part that I like is when he accepts that it's now 60%, he sounds sad. Yeah. He's like, <gasps> like you wanted it to, to be a, yeah. yeah. 60% confirmed. Oh, I'm bored now because oh, I don't man. get to make blow-up jokes and kill you. <laughs> All right. Sean, Sean has muted me again on the podcast. Oh. oh, oh, I forgot to pull over the uh, the the clip of... Jeff now Pesci? for some more bad news. Ready? So just pretend that happened. And uh, <laughs> uh, some trivia. I'm going to cook through this because this show is getting a little long, like the movie. Yeah. Um, uh, method of space travel in the film was based on Kip Thorne's works. Physicist Kip Thorne, which were also the basis methods for space travel in Carl Sagan's movie, Contact. There you go. Contact reference. The majority of the shot of TARS was not computer generated, but rather TARS was a practical puppet controlled and voiced by Bill Irwin. Kind of like what they did for R2-D2 and the Phantom Menace. Not R2-D2. Isn't that the Crocodile Hunter? C-3PO. Nice. Uh, Bill uh, Christopher Nolan watched uh, the Dust Bowl documentary by Ken Burns. Good job. Um, you'll like this, Sam. Yes. Several tracks of Hans Zimmer's original score are recorded at a tempo of one beat per second, or 60 beats per minute, precisely matched the, matching the passage of time, a recurring theme of the movie. I thought that was actually kind of cool. Uh, and Christopher Nolan says this is the most powerful thing that Hans Zimmer ever wrote. And... Uh, Tars, I wrote that one. Okay, there we go. I'm um, not going to do the recasting bit because this is a pretty new movie, and frankly, I think the cast was great. Um, yep. Soundtrack grade, we're just going to all say it was flipping awesome. I thought it was great. Oh, it made the movie. I did. It really did. It made it made the movie better, I thought. Um, uh, there we go. I did have. I do have this clip. 
top three. So we decided to do, uh, hopefully everybody's had a chance to take a look and do this, black hole slash wormhole movies. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, we had a lot of jokes that be, before the show about other terms for black holes. And I will, just, Andrew I, I will did. say, if you're searching this online, make sure that you put an L in holes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or some interesting sites come up. Yeah, and yep. make sure you have your safe search on, because uh, or not at work anyway, not at work. So, Andrew, your uh, top three black hole wormhole movies. Okay, well, I have an honorable mention, and it's an honorable mention because it might be a stretch. Okay, but I personally like to think this would be a wormhole alternate dimension type uh movie wreck it ralph <laughs> uh where he travels to are you saying other... the wormhole is the power strips that he goes through yes i am okay <laughs> yeah that's a stretch. uh yeah, it's a stretch uh and that's why it's an honorable mention i will allow it so <laughs> suck it okay uh <laughs> number three I'm going to go with Tomorrowland. All right. Number two, The yeah, Avengers. Hey, just real quick. Oh, Avengers. The, real quick. Didn't you think that the first half of Tomorrowland was actually really good? Yeah. And then it just uh, got kind of dumb, right? It did. It did. I enjoyed the movie, but it, it got dumb towards I the liked end. that kind of like in his house, it's all kind of steampunky and kind of fun. Like I liked that. I wanted mm -hmm. way more of that. But anyway. Instead, we just got weird Hugh Laurie doing stuff. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> so you said Avengers is number two? Uh, yeah, Tomorrowland 3, Avengers 2, and then number one, Big Hero 6. Oh, right on. Yeah, they do go through a little little wormhole action there. All right. I'm with you. I'm picking up what you're laying down. Corny. Okay. So uh, it's a little hard for me uh, because, uh, yeah. But uh, I'm going to go with uh, Thor is my number three. We're just going to count the Rainbow Bridge. No, yeah, uh, I, I get that. Einstein, Rosen right. Bridge, yeah. All right. And uh, my number two, um, I, I, I need a clarification. Can the one with Jet Li be that? Yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. They're, they're, they're kind of going through wormholes. Like, they have controlled wormholes. That's true. All right. And then so my number one will be the Avengers. All right. Right on. Uh, I'm I'm actually surprised it made so many people's lists. Uh, Sam, because it because it made my list too. <laughs> Sam, check behind your bookcase. I actually don't have a bookcase. Maybe his daughter was crying and he had yeah. to leave. Well, not me. What happened? So. Um, I will say mine then. Uh, since uh, Jurassic Park, Jurassic <laughs> Park, and Jurassic Park. <laughs> um, so uh, since Avengers has been said, I will switch my Avengers movie out with a different one. So, oh my gosh, uh, my honorable mention will then be um, uh, Wing Commander. Right, remember that one for the show, Wing Commander. They go through black holes. They're jumping quasars and pulsars and all kinds of other nonsense. Um, uh, there. So my number three will be Galaxy Quest. Oh yeah. Uh, right. Well, Galaxy Quest. I love that movie so much. Number two, the Disney movie The Black Hole. I bet you none of you've seen that, or no, even have heard of it. 
Have you ever heard of it? No, no. Um, it's actually kind of cool in, in, in a Disney kind of way. And there's flying robots, and there's another robot that has, like, slicing arm action. It's very weird. And my number one would, of course, have to be... Oh, excuse me. Sorry, I'm dying. Um, my number one would have to be the Star Trek 09. Spock comes through the black hole and so do the wrong ones. Sam, you back yet? Oh, gosh. Okay. I just got back. No, Sorry about that. No, we figured you had, your daughter was crying and you had to go deal with that. Yeah, she was inching up the hallway um, like an inchworm. <laughs> yeah. each, each time she'd move, she'd scream a little bit louder. So I figured uh, it wouldn't make good podcast material. All right. So we. Uh, All right. who did you hear? Who did you, who did you miss? Nobody. I didn't get to, to hear anybody. Oh, well, we're not going to do it. So just do yours. All right. Um, I've got my um, my number three is uh, Sphere. Sphere. Okay. Michael Crichton book. Yeah. Turned into a movie with uh, with a, those people. A bad movie. Yeah. Have we done that movie? Um, I can't remember. No. My number two is Big Hero Six. All right. Andrew said that one. Okay. And my number one is Avengers. Cool. We all had Avengers in our list. That's great. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, very cool. All right. Um, email. I threatened. Emailed. I threatened to do this last week. All right. But yeah. since no one wants to send us an email, fine. I'm gonna read the one that's in my inbox right now. Build a better website in less than an hour with Go Central. Um, that's with uh, uh, GoDaddy.com. That's right. Start here <laughs> for your free trial. There's a picture of a dude with a title that says the internet and he's doing funny little things and making funny faces. I, I then, think that Jen has, um, has abandoned left us. us, abandoned us. Watch yeah. the internet in action. There's somebody dabbing and then here it says unsubscribe instructions. Click here to unsubscribe. There you go. That's what you're going to you get. Click, did you click there to unsubscribe? No, I didn't. It's GoDaddy. I, I need to get their, oh. their stuff there because they host our website. Um... And then I got something else, something about somebody wanting to uh, get in touch because I'm looking for podcasters and bloggers. So there you go. I'm not gonna read. I'm yeah. not gonna read that email though because I'm not going to. Because we might actually off. use that one. I don't know. Probably <laughs> not. But um, anyway, there you go. So that's what you get. Uh, that's what happens when you do. Uh, we don't send emails into the show. Um, I'd love to know who agrees with Sean on this one. I do too. If you think like if you're kind of with me, where you just you're not sure about the whys and the hows and maybe the physics of it and um, you know whatever, then fine. If you're with Sam and you just say, you know what, I don't really it, that that stuff doesn't matter because of the reason. It's really, Sam, I mean, it all Sam boils down to that I'm start I'm smart enough to understand. I, I, I don't think that's it. <laughs> I was wondering if that was going to come out. I don't, I don't think that's it. Uh, out of ten, uh, uh, Andrew. I like corny. I like how you updated this thing where it says Andrew slash Chad. God rest his soul. <laughs> yeah, may he rest. You're welcome. I just noticed that. Oh, you... well, there, there were so many episodes that had Chad, and then of course there was a couple crossover episodes. So I was like, eh, well, you know. No, yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. Thanks. Uh, so, Andrew slash Chad. All right. <laughs> I, like I said, uh, when we started, I I really like the movie. I think it's done beautifully. Um, the acting is good. The the storyline for me is great. The um, I, like, you know, we mentioned the few issues. I, I agree with Sam. There's a few things that are too clean in the beginning in that first act, and 
the second, third, and fourth, if you want to say that, I liked them. I think they were all done very well, and uh, I don't have a problem overlooking the scientific nature or the scientific issues uh, that are underlying that we don't understand. And I just, you know, I put it to be on my beyond my pea brain knowledge and just turn off the brain and, and enjoy the movie. You're, you're, and I think it was you're deeply well. depleted and plebeian state of mind. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. So I am going to give this, uh, an 8.5. Right. Oh, wow. Nice. Right on. There you go. The, and a good portion of that score is from Hans Zimmer. Yeah. Yeah. So you're scored because of the score. I like it. Yes. Uh, corny. Yo. Fermented corny. Fermented corn. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, like I said, I, I came in with a different mindset to the movie as opposed to going in, um, you know, with open mind. But uh, it did. It was a very, it was a very well done movie, regardless of how I feel about it. Um, but it was long, and uh, I think they could have <laughs> cut some things out. Uh, so I, I won't go quite as high as Andrew, but uh, I'm going to give it a 7.4. All right. Nice. Okay. Same wise. I'm, I'm, I'm basically aligning with uh, Andrew on, on this one quite a bit. Um, first act, it, it, it could have been almost a perfect movie to me without the first act. Um, I just, I had a hard time with that. I, uh, I was okay with time travel and bookcases and all that sort of stuff, obviously, because we've been arguing that for weeks. The score, the score is a, an experience and to hear it like I did in IMAX and to be, to, the visuals along with the score is just a perfect combination so I, I don't think I'm going to go quietly into the good night um, with a low score on this one. I'm going to give it a good 8.7. Uh, 8.7 um, sucker punches by a farmer out of 10. Okay. Um, cool. All right. Um, yep. So uh, as I was trying to kind of put a number to my feeling on this movie, because it's kind of hard sometimes um, to do this. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh. Um, uh, so I, I, I kind of realized this. I didn't do it in my intro, and I have yet to really say it out loud for this movie, how I actually feel about the movie itself. You know, when someone says, oh, you, you're, what movie are you doing this week? Interstellar. Oh, what'd you think? You know, I don't give them the full dissertation that I gave you guys in you know, um, the, the podcast. Mm -hmm. So I'll simply say this. I'm going to give the movie a 7.0, straight, oh, wow. straight up 7.0, for, for these reasons. It is beautifully shot. It, the, obviously, we've said lots of great things about the score. It is wonderfully acted. Um, my issues aside of the movie, I still think it's a really good film. I think it's too long. Um, will I watch it again? Sure. I probably need a year away from it to uh, <laughs> to get away from it a little while. I might do some research, watch this video that you found, um, and, and maybe that'll help. I don't know. It doesn't. Okay. It oh, it doesn't. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, dude. It as in like it won't help me or it won't help Sam. 
It won't give you an answer. Okay. But oh, it does okay. give you some pretty interesting things to think uh, about. Sorry, Neil, uh, yeah, you know, uh, uh, NGT or NDT. Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he, he gives all the science and, uh, and the only way he can. And, uh, um, I mean, it's fun, but it's, it doesn't help me in the movie. Okay. Well, that's fine. Uh, again, the premise, I think the whole, the whole premise of the whole movie, I think is a little far fetched and ridiculous, but for the most part, this viewing, I, the, the movie held my attention, um, I I was captivated by the different planets and the different things that they had to go through, the struggles they were going through, albeit due to mostly human error, and mm-hmm. the lack of them having a script writer that would say they would probably have scientific instruments to help <laughs> them off in life instead of them literally flying by the seat of their pants. But fine. Um, so that's why it's it's not gonna ever get a perfect score for me, even if I ever buy into this time is a is a circular deal. Uh, the movie has enough flaws in that of itself. So it gets a seven out of me for the basic fact that it's still a fine film. Um, I mean, like, and we said that in other movies, right? We've you know, like Wolf of Wall Street is a, is mm-hmm. it was a wonderful film. I don't ever want to watch it again. And frankly, the people that <laughs> Or in the movie, make me sick to my stomach, but it, I, I can see that it was in fact a wonderful film. It was a great film. I, mean, I use the word "great," and I don't use the word "great" very often. Um, and you guys know that I'm, I'm very particular with my word selection. So I think this is a very good movie, and um, and and I think my score uh, reflects it. And um, Sam, don't you go in there and start changing my scores now. <laughs> no, I was. I wanted to see what the average was. Uh, seven point seven point nine. Yeah. Okay. So it's gonna be pretty high, probably pretty yeah. high up there. Um, I don't know if I want to do that movie. Are we doing that movie next? So what we're doing next? That's it. So seven point nine is our score. That was great. So that's it for the show. I know this episode's a little long, but the movie's three hours long. We had so. Um, <laughs> uh, so we had a lot to talk about. We did, and I'm glad we did. So. Oh God! Is this really the next step? That's what I put on there. I don't. It doesn't have to be that. Um, what do you think, Sam? You're the only one in in the in the. Oh, uh, um, boy, you talk about two totally different. Things. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. So I say we do it because it's stupid as hell. So next yeah, week, yeah, let's do it. We talked about this last week on the show. I kind of wanted to do it. I'm inserting this for my own benefit and um and. And of That's course, not what she said. And of oh, nice, and and of course, if one of you guys start watching this thing and say hell no, then we'll go on to the next one. So as of right now, the next movie is The Perfect Weapon, with Jeff Speakman. It's only on YouTube. So, <laughs> um, there you go. It's, it's only on YouTube. Um, so we'll 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 see how that goes if. One of you guys say, "Hell no, I'm not watching this. This is too whatever." The next. Well, movie, here's the thing too. We just watched two really good movies, so we're we're due. We're due a real shit film, and this is it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the movie after that is Spectral, which was requested by JP, my brother-in-law, and I remember the email specifically. He says it's pretty good for a sci-fi film or something like that. So. I, I thought that was a show. Is that a show or is that a movie? I think it's a it's a Netflix original movie. Okay. 
um, it's called Spectral. So I think it's a little, uh, little spacey kind of also. So you're gonna get a little uh, karate action in between your space movies. Hi yeah. Um, there you go. That's it. That's gonna do it for us. All right. Um, it's been fun. It has been a blast. Pun completely intended. Um, and that's gonna do it for us. Uh, and I'm uh, excited to uh, talk to you guys again. Where is my flipping thing? Sorry. Again, wrong computer. Here we go. Ugh. All right, I'm all discombobulated, but what else is new? Um, yes, yeah, Spectral. Yeah, it's a movie. It's a movie, yeah. yeah. We can't see them. Bullets don't stop them. Blah, 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 blah. All right, anyway, that's going to do it. Oh, I freaking just <laughs> navigated away from my script. I don't know what to say. <laughs> um... Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to reviews. Check us out on. Yeah, okay, I'm uh, good. I'm good. Thanks. Um, okay. Check out our website, cheapseatreviews.com. I can't believe I did that. Um, leave us a review on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, wherever. Um, follow, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash cheapseatreviews. Follow us on Twitter at cheapseatcast. And of course, you may send us your emails if you so choose yes. to cheapseatreviews at gmail.com. Um, real quick, funny story while I uh, buy time for the music to complete playing out. I got a, a, a Twitter message uh, about four days ago from someone who tried to call the phone number on, our, on my oh. Twitter page. And he's like, it didn't work. And I was like, yeah, we disconnected that because no one used it. So, uh, <laughs> And I was like, so send an email. And he didn't. But um, uh, if you did, if you were the one, if you're listening and you tried to call the show, uh, feel free to email um, or even if you just Twitter message us. Um, if it's something relative to the show, then I will certainly read it um, uh, on air. So there you go. So on behalf of uh, Corny, Andrew, Sam, and um, Michael Kane, this is Sean saying thank you for listening, and we'll see you in the future past. I mean, te- My cocaine. Like technically, the podcast is Kevin. What about the flat tire?